Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everybody. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Jock Pertle with me. Jock is with Digital Exits, where he helps CEOs structure their companies to be sellable and pairs them with investors who want to buy a proven business and scale it up. Welcome. Thanks, George. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here, Jock. Uh, tell me a little bit about your business background. How did you start out in business? Uh, I am a typical child entrepreneur. Um, I kind of started working for dad when I was about 10. Uh, he's owned and run businesses all his life. So uh, that's kind of my background there. What kind of businesses did you help with since you were 10? Um, the main business that I've helped with, so dad owns a valuation company and also owned a auction company. Uh, so I worked in, in both of those businesses. And what were you thinking about those businesses at 10? Was it, um, did, was it strange? Was it, did it feel natural? What, what, what do you remember? Uh, what do I remember? Uh, I mean, a lot of 10 years old, yeah, you know, sure, they don't yeah. get involved in businesses. No, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think it was strange. It was kind of just what we did. Like we were, you know, family business. You you just went to the office during school holidays or whatever. Like there's there's just there was nothing else that I knew. So I don't think it was strange. I think it was more familiar. Um, and I guess my memories as a ten year old is, uh, I guess mum kind of let us run wild during school holidays. Um, you know, tried to keep us amused uh, during the week type thing. But as I got older, uh, I think I had more responsibilities. So, like, I remember, I, so I used to work in the auction business and my first job was running, what we called was running the sheets. So the auctioneer would be auctioning and they'd be selling, you know, lot 236. And the system that we had was we'd have a description then the auctioneer would write down, uh, this was back in like the 90s and early 2000s, by the way, so it, it's all, it was all paper-based. So the auctioneer would sort of write down the price, who the bidder was, and then how many units in terms of quantity that they took. Uh, so that was kind of my first job. So I'd run around to all the auctioneers and pick up the, the sheets because we'd ran like a, a general auction. So we had multiple auctioneers going at once uh, and then kind of moved on from there. Uh, what were you auctioning off? What were you selling? So they had a general goods auction every weekend. So there was plant and machinery, building materials, uh, livestock, um, furniture, white goods, garden stuff. Like it was... Literally, like it was a an everything auction once a week. Mm -hmm. um, Anything you would find on Craigslist, almost. <laughs> pretty much, and like this was the time when there was no like eBay, or well, there was an eBay, but it wasn't very prevalent. So, mm -hmm. so anything you'd kind of find online, uh, like if you were chucking your stuff up on Craigslist back in the nineties and early two thousands, like you might just put it in a trailer and take it to an auction and. You know, they'd sell it on the weekend, and then you'd get a check. Get a check. Um, you know, the following week for all your goods. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. same principle, just more um, 
and more hands-on, more advice. Okay, so talk about um, what was the first time when you were doing business on your own? Uh, that wasn't a family business anymore. Sure. So I kind of did like entrepreneurial stuff, like I'd run the barbecue at the auctions, um, mm-hmm. things like that. But my first registered business was when I was 18. Um, I registered Peak Level Fitness as a sole proprietor, sole proprietor, and that was the personal training business. So while I was at um, uh, while I was at university, I used to do like boot camps on the side. So that was my first uh, official. And how much money did you make? Did that put you through college, or was it more like uh, weekend uh, money? Or, it was more I mean, like pocket money. I'm gonna guess yeah. that I maybe maybe made uh, ten grand a year or something. So mm-hmm. it was you know it was nothing. That's nice money for being in college. Yeah, it was good cash. Uh, like I only ran. It was really very uh, time, like the time for money was very good because I ran group classes and I only ran three to five a week. So I was getting paid a good hourly wage, hourly, mm-hmm. hourly rate. Um, uh, so in that respect, it was good, but it was, you know, it was nothing, uh, it was nothing ginormous, but it was still, mm-hmm. still good money for, you know, a university student. So how long did you do that business? Probably about a year, year and a half, um, and it was kind of that was kind of my instigation into online marketing. So as like one of the first things I typed in to Google as a personal trainer was personal trainer marketing, and then there's a whole lot of guys uh, that sort of teach that personal trainer marketing, uh, and that was when that was my first introduction to the internet. And, you know, websites and SEO and, you know, all that good stuff. So were you actually uh, trying to get customers with online marketing for your personal fitness, uh, the peak level fitness business? I was, yeah. I was running, I remember running Facebook ads in like the mid 2000s, sending them to like a, a long form sales page that I wrote uh and then was driving opt-ins for a free trial with that and then we had well i had like a recurring billing off the back end of that so uh yes like i taught myself sort of web like wordpress ppc seo Mm -hmm. uh email marketing like all the above and so, but that was still the business that made about ten thousand dollars in a year, right? The personal fitness business. Correct. So, what uh, what took you kind of to the next level from there? So, uh, at the same time, I was doing the fitness business. I was also working for a friend uh, of mine, and I was setting up AdWords accounts on a commission basis. So mm-hmm. I got paid three hundred fifty bucks. For every AdWords account that I set up, um, so that, along with my learnings, along with I also attended a like a, a conference or a seminar, uh, mm-hmm. well, no, not a seminar, a workshop for a couple of days called Internet Business Something. Mm-hmm. 
I'll think of the name. Is it Internet Business Formula? I think is what it was called. It was run by an Australian called James Shramko, and mm-hmm. that was a more of a uh, a what's the word? An education into uh, buying and s- no, not buying and selling. Um, consulting, consulting to to small businesses. So that okay. was the whole premise of the the conference was setting up your own consulting business, selling web design, SEO, PPC to small businesses, and then that then transitioned me into being a consultant for uh, small businesses, and then that transition was then into buying my first online business, uh, which was in two thousand and nine, which was like a $10,000 investment. Um, so how did you find that business to buy? I How did I find that business to buy? I spent about 10 months researching buying and selling online businesses. There's a couple of resources. So were you looking for a specific business or it was more about learning about uh, online businesses? It was learning first and then the deal that I came across uh, I wasn't ready at the time, but the guy I wanted to sell, and it ended up being such a good deal that I'm like, I need to buy this. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he might have dropped his price uh, like 80% or something. Oh, wow. Um, so, so how did you find his business? How did I find the business? Uh, I remember the guy. The guy was from the UK. I think I talked to him about another business that he was selling and I'd expressed interest in it, but I didn't buy it. And then I reached out to him maybe four, four months later. I'm like, do you have anything else for sale? And he said, uh, by the matter of fact, I do. Uh, I was thinking about putting this for sale up for sale in like one or two months, but maybe if you offer me whatever, I might sell it now. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's how I found the business. And so, did you find him at one of these sites that sell websites, or or was it through a forum, or how did you actually come about to meet this person? Uh, that deal was, I'm pretty sure I found him through Flipper.com. Uh, that one, that was back in the days when Flipper was probably the only mark, or yeah, probably the only market player, and they had, uh, uh, you know, they were growing, they were on their game, like the, mm-hmm. you know, Flipper was pretty good back then. Um, mm-hmm. it's been a, is it not anymore? Uh, it's it's been a bit of a dip. Uh, it was good until like 2010, then like 11, 12, 13, it was been horrible. And, then, and why do you think that happened? Uh, they just lost focus on quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, kind of probably had bad management. They've been through quite a lot of managers. Like, you know, managing the company. And I think they're kind of starting to get their game back together at the moment. Um, But Flipper has been and always will be the place where you go to find sites valued under $100,000. Okay. So then you found this affiliate space uh, site and then you purchased it. Um, And you purchased it for, uh, was it like $10,000 or something? I think I read something. Yeah, it cost me ten grand, um, Mm -hmm. and it was an AdSense site. So the sole revenue was from AdSense? Correct. So it had to have a lot of traffic, because AdSense is pennies on the dollar, right? So 
it actually did it have a lot of traffic this site or how did how did that work um it how much traffic did it have it had a very high earnings per click so there wasn't as much traffic as um uh, as you would expect uh it was in like what was it in it was in the education niche so the payouts mm-hmm. were you know massive like a lead might be worth anywhere from 40 bucks to 300 bucks. Oh, so wow. the earnings per click in AdSense was, I think it was anywhere between two and five dollars a click. So you didn't really have to, and I think the site was earning about a thousand bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So uh, like at three dollars, let's say it was four dollars a click and AdSense shared uh, two dollars a click with you, that's uh, 500 clicks a month. And I think the conversion rate was like 5%. So we multiplied that by 20. So there's about 10,000 visitors a month. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so so what did you do as to this website? You you bought around 2009, right? Yep. Uh, had about, uh, for about $10,000. And what, what did you do with that site to kind of, did you take that site to the next level or what happened with that business? Honestly, I really didn't do anything. Um, I got it for such a good multiple that I knew that I was going to make money when I sold it. So basically, I held it for 10 months, got my money back, and then sold it again. Uh, and then I sold it for 18 grand. So, um, uh, so, so that's a really good, uh, good margin. <laughs> so, so it's not a bad return on investment. Um, so how do you find a business like that? Uh, you know, uh, soon I want to get into you know valuating businesses and all that. Uh, but how do you how do how do you go about finding a business, finding this kind of value? Because my experience is, you know, I, I look at some businesses for sale on a regular basis, and businesses are so overpriced. A lot of times, people have this emotional connection with their businesses or whatever. Uh, how do you find a business that's that's really good value? You don't find it on the open market. It's always going to be a private deal if it's a good deal. Um, if you're selling, if you're buying a business through a broker or a classified site, generally you're going to pay market value. Um, okay. So, uh, how do you find a good deal? You get creative. You get hunting. You send emails. You understand your market. Um, you know what? Uh, it's really subjective. Uh, in terms of what you define as a good deal because one business for you might be super expensive but for another person might be super cheap based on the synergy between you know you, your existing companies for example let's say you've got um, let's say you've got a, an advertising based site because we've been talking about it and let's say that business makes 100 grand a year net profit and it's listed for sale for three times earnings which is 300 grand now you might find that expensive deal but I'm a advertising company and I sell my own ad space and I can take that business from 100 grand net earnings per year to 180 just because of my existing advertising publishers. So that deal then for me at three times earnings is really cheap because I'm going to get my money back in something like uh, 20 months or something like that. So uh, I think it's hard to define getting a good deal because value is subjective and you've got to remember that value or valuation is really just an educated guess 
value is only derived or materializes when a transaction occurs. So if if I sell you an apple for two dollars, and you like I I sorry let me take take a step back. If I offer you an apple for two dollars and you accept it, then that transaction has just created the value of that apple at two dollars. Uh, so uh, I might have gone on a little bit of a tangent there, um, but give me the question yeah. again, and I might answer it in a different way. Yeah. So let's talk about what is a desirable business today. What what is a, a business that's fairly easy to sell, and and what makes a business easy easy to sell? So there's a lot of demand for um, e-commerce businesses at the moment. Over half of my buyer database uh, have said that they're um, interested in acquiring an e-commerce business. And the reason that they're desired is quite a few things. They're very simple. People understand the business model. Uh, You can have a 100% dropship site if you choose. uh, And there's scalability to the business model. Um, So... Just from a, a buy, like a selling point of view, there's a lot of demand. Um, uh, like selling an e-commerce business or buying an e-commerce business to sell would be a good move. Okay. Uh, what else? So e-commerce is something that's desirable. What, what other kind of businesses? So your other options are software businesses. Software? Yep. Like SaaS? Yeah, SaaS. So- um, Advertising-based sites, uh, forums, uh, mobile apps, membership sites, uh, service-based businesses. Uh, those would be kind of the, oh, the main, uh, and e-commerce as well. So those would be the main, uh, the main businesses that would be, uh, we would be selling. So let's talk about, uh, in your opinion, what is the right way to buy an online business and what is the wrong way to buy an online business? The, the right way to buy an online business is after you've educated yourself on the process, done your research on the market, um, made a logical decision not an emotional one consulted with uh, kind of different brokers um, I'd pick something that you have some type of affiliation to uh, meaning two two ways either it's a hobby that you like or it's that you just like business and you can improve the business uh, because I think you'll be most motivated in either of those two scenarios where you like the, the niche or the niche or you just like improving the business. Um, I think those would be the main things about, mm-hmm. you know, the main advice I'd have in buying a business. So what if you... Uh what if you come across a business? Uh, for example, there, somebody approached me um, with a business uh, that they want to sell, but their revenue is, is shrinking. So, and they they told me that you know they have multiple businesses, and uh, you know they're kind of l- losing interest in this business. 
How do you evaluate a business like that? Or, or I mean, that's kind of a red flag when when the revenue is shrinking. But it it doesn't mean that it's it's a, a bad idea. How would you look at look at that? How would you evaluate that business to see if it's 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 worth it or not? Uh, so. You're most likely going to have a lower valuation on a declining business. Uh, it's it's basically let's if we go back to the the basics of of um, uh, if we go back to the basics of valuation for an online business, we use a multiple of earnings method, and uh, what these or what that means is uh, the value of a business is based off of um, a multiple of the site's earnings or the profit. So if you're, you know, the example I used before, $100,000 a year net profit, three times multiple equals valuation of 300000 So uh, what that means is when you're valuing a business that's declining, you're going to pay a lower multiple, most likely anywhere between sort of like 0.5 and 1.5 times. And then that's how you'd, you know, and then you'd pick whatever multiple based on the risk factors that uh, you'd identified in the business. Yeah, because it's if you have a business that, you know, made, let's say, Three hundred thousand dollars three years ago, and two hundred thousand last year, and a hundred thousand this year. You have, somehow have to think that next year is going to be less than a hundred thousand, right? So, so, so you have to take that multiple into consideration somehow. Correct. And hoping that you can actually turn it around. Correct. Uh, that trend. So a business like that would be pretty much unsellable. Um, most of the time, do you think? I mean, uh, I disagree. It just would sell for a lower price. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, when you look at businesses for sale, what percentage of businesses do you think are actually sold? I mean, I look at a place like bizbysell.com, and you know, uh, there's a lot of businesses for sale, and, and uh, you know, another uh, sites like Flippa and all that. What percentage of them do you think is actually sold before they actually go out of business or they just say take it off the market uh, I I'm only guessing but I would say if it's sites listed on the open market probably 50 to 60 percent on something mm-hmm. like biz buy sell as a guess mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, it's it all comes down to price. Um, uh, yeah, it it all comes down to price. You know, if the business is priced right, it's going to sell. So let's talk about digital exits. When did you start digital exits? Digital exits was. Uh, let me go back. Broker Corp was started in two thousand and eleven. Uh, and then Broker Corp got rebranded to Digital Exits in 2013. Okay. And they're both the same business. And uh, can you briefly tell us what Digital Exit does? Uh, we help 
online entrepreneurs find a buyer when they want to sell their business? Okay, so if I have a business that I'm thinking about selling, what point do I want to talk to you? Is it do I want to talk to you just when I want to sell, or this is more of a, a longer term kind of a mentoring process, or a, is, there, is there a preparation that goes into selling business? What, what is the right way to to, to approach this? Uh, the best time to sell is when you want to sell. So when you're motivated, meaning I've had enough or it's the right time to exit the business. Um, the, uh, the best time to sell, meaning the best, uh, the time when you're going to get the highest price is when the business is growing. Um, so that when you're going to maximize valuation, the business is going to be growing. Um, and then, if you can hold out, meaning if you don't have to sell right now, you can increase the price by working on a few things in terms of like an exit planning strategy over, let's say, six to 12 months, which would basically be try to uh, extract, well, not extract, but uh, maximize the profitability of your business so that it increases that profit so you can sell for a higher, higher multiple. Increase profits. Um do you advise your uh, clients on making their business more defensible compared to some other businesses to create something that's a little bit more unique or something that differentiates them from others for maybe a higher valuation? Is there something like that that you can do or businesses can do? Uh, unfortunately, most online businesses don't really have any type of unique selling point. Like if we take Dropbox, for example, technically we, I could go and replicate Dropbox's business model tomorrow. Um, uh, like any e-commerce store, technically uh, I could replicate their business model tomorrow. So there's, uh, there's honestly no super unique selling point. Um, uh, there's no unique selling point of, uh, about an online business other than your customer base or your brand uh, and it's quite hard to build a brand as a small to medium business so I'm, I'm yeah I can't really give you anything for that question so then basically it comes down to execution correct so you're selling your ability to execute better than the other nine out of ten businesses that are out there, right? Correct. I'm not trying to put words into your mouth, but I'm trying to see, you know, what is really the value. So if it's not, because you're right, you know, Dropbox, you know, somebody could start Dropbox if they got some venture money and they could, you know, do something, right? But, uh, but you know, how do you... How do you execute better? Well, you know, how do you how do you become a, a master executor, so to speak? Is that where the value is? Yes. Um, you know, having a, having systems and, systems and processes for both your um, distribution and for your marketing um, will enable you. Um, 
uh, enable to you beat out your competitors, basically. Just understanding your numbers, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that your margins are X and your customer acquisition cost um, is Y uh, will allow you to beat out your competitors. So a lot of businesses are grossly overpriced that are on the market. What can uh, what can a buyer do to bring the seller back into reality if they want in terms of valuation, or is just you just you know you just have to say you know I have to look at some other business because this is just kind of unrealistic. Do you have any advice on that? Uh, I would just use the um, uh, there's two reports that I've written on my website. Um, uh, one is that both valuation reports on what businesses, online businesses are selling for. And the data says that they're selling for between 1.5 and 3.5 times earnings. And the larger the business, the higher the multiple. The smaller the business, the lower the multiple. So a business under 100 grand is going to sell for about 1.5 times earnings. A business in the 100 to 200 grand uh, range is going to sell for like 1.8 times earnings. And it's a sliding scale up to 3.5 for your like $2 million business plus. So that's the range. Uh, and that's the expectation, uh, the expectations businesses should have. Okay. And uh, you also mentioned that systems are crucial when selling a business. Can you give us some examples of systems that should be in place if you want to get a higher multiple for your business? Uh, basically just extract the owner. Um, so having staff or systems in place uh, that uh, are doing, like the business is running by itself is pretty much the way that you're going to increase the value of the business. Okay. So even if you have, let's say, a one-person one business that only makes a couple of hundred thousand dollars, you should still think about removing yourself from the business correct okay and how would you how would you do that can you give us a couple of examples because i mean obviously you can't completely remove yourself but you can try to systemize some of the things that you do sure um uh, operations administration you know having some like a virtual assistant managing the repeatable tasks uh, having a company that manages all your paid traffic campaign, um, having um, uh, having uh, software, you know, running or controlling your payments, um, just the basic business elements that are not. Any job that you have that's repetitive, give it to someone else, basically. That's, that's the advice. Okay. Okay. Um, tell me, uh, how can people connect with, uh, connect with you or find out more about uh, digital exits in case they have a business for sale or if they want to buy a business? So, uh, you know, you can advise them or just learn about it. You mentioned a couple of reports on your website as well. Sure. Um, uh, they can go to digitalexits.com and we've got a couple of resources. We've got three sort of five, three, 5,000 word guides. One's on buying online businesses. 
One's on selling online businesses, and the third one is on valuing online businesses. We also have a blog that we update regularly, a podcast that you can listen to, and a couple of uh, free reports that you can download. So, Jock, I appreciate you coming on Success Harbor today. Everybody, go and check out digitalexits.com for more information about Jock or if you try to connect with him or read some of the reports that he mentioned. Thank you, uh, thank you very much, and hopefully you'll be uh, back sometime in the, in the future and talk more about uh, buying and selling businesses. Awesome. Thanks, George. Thank you.